background, but coaching is uh, a goal-oriented process, first of all. And one uh, great thing about it is that it not just increases awareness uh, within clients, but also uh, through coaching, we support them in reaching their goals. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Hello, welcome back, everyone. Unfortunately, this is the last episode for now with Anna. Um, so welcome back, Anna. This is how to apply your social skills at work. Uh, thank you so much, Christine. Uh, thank you for having me in our last episode for now. As you said, I really like that. Uh, yes, uh, it's the final episode in the series of how to apply social skills through HR and well-being. Yes, and we will basically use this episode to wrap it all up a bit to to go through some um yeah generic questions maybe that um we we heard from um different people that we've worked with um we're going to touch on coaching hr and well-being and and just uh, have this as a conclusion episode so let's uh dive into it so maybe we talk a bit more about hr and well-being and um the program and how it usually works because that already um gives people some some idea maybe how they can approach things. Uh, right, thank you. Um, I would like to share a couple of more things on HR and well-being program uh, that we haven't mentioned and uh, that we got questions about. So it is a training program, it's a learning approach that's designed for working professionals with um, a unique combination of skills uh, put in action. And uh, it's uh, really ideal for initiating a growth mindset and resilience in achieving uh, our business goals, but also, also our social and uh, personal goals as well. Because uh, through HR and well-being, uh, we can support you in a couple of different ways to do that and to achieve both of your individual or organizational growth and goals. Uh, that would be through training uh, that we mentioned and that we discussed. Um, we uh, haven't talked much about coaching, so uh, we'll try to talk about that more today. And also about assessments, psychometric assessments that we can do for you. What we do basically is we provide the expertise and advice across those human leadership and people skills uh, with focus on emotional intelligence and resilience that help people navigate uh, their career change and perform uh, at their best in life and in business. And uh, yes, we do encourage people to make changes that will have positive impact. We like to believe on their lifestyles, relationships, work experiences as well. And um, I think it's it's uh, very interesting um, because everyone has different kind of approaches, and um, the the science based approach. I mean, you you always refer to to science in the previous episodes, but uh, can you dive deep, a bit deeper into 
um, the the approach that you are taking that's based on science. We already mentioned it in the last episode, but maybe some other things you can think of that you haven't mentioned. Right. Uh, oh, we did mention it uh, a few times already that uh, our learning approach is science-based. It's very important to us because all of our practices are validated practices. And with around 15 years of hands-on experience in um, human resources, consulting, training and education, um, some of really, really uh, diverse and multicultural themes, um, measuring, engaging and developing talent as an HR learning and development advisor, the trainer and the coach myself, uh, I help people through this program identify and build the capacities that they need to be successful in their jobs. And this is why HR and Wellbeing offers training program for both companies and individuals that can be delivered online and live as well. With regarding coaching, I mean, you mentioned it, and I think people are not really aware, maybe, of what coaching is. <laughs> and I mean, I call myself marketing creative startup coach. I mix it a bit with consulting, um, but there are differences. And if you are doing like a coaching training, they will be very specific about what coaching is and what it isn't. Um, can you tell us a bit more about that from your point of view? Yes, absolutely. As you said, Christine, uh, people are maybe not much aware of what coaching is. And that's what I've seen as well, that being the reason why many people haven't tried it before, simply because not being aware of how it works and what they can get out of it. Uh, but coaching is uh, a goal-oriented process, first of all. And one uh, great thing about it is that it not just increases awareness uh, within clients, but also uh, through coaching, we support them in reaching their goals and we encourage them to try out new approaches and uh, explore, to explore new ways of doing things. Because in coaching, we're focused on now and it's a constant focus on what can be done now rather than the past or future, uh, when the aim of helping a person change with, uh, with the aim of helping a person change in the way they wish and help them go in the direction they want to go. And of course, in becoming who they want to be. Unlike in training that we discussed previously, where you're trained in methodology and skills, Goals in coaching are determined by coaching clients himself, herself, and the coach is there to, to help stay focused and to support you in achieving those goals. It's, it's, it's a very empowering process because working with a coach can help you be fully aware that you are the leader of your own life. It's not thinking about the past or anything. It's not a therapy. It's not uh, meant to resolve things um, that happen in the future in with a therapeutic approach or anything um, and that's exactly the point uh, I think that people need to understand it's helping someone to discover their own strengths their own ways without saying you should do this or that and it's using mainly questions to help opening the brain a bit more <laughs> to explore actually what can be done 
And um, there we already start talking about the benefits of coaching. Um, which other ones would you like to mention maybe? Yes, a great summary, first of all. Christine, uh, very on the point. Um, some benefits mentioned right now, but to add a couple of more, I would say it helps you become more self-reliant and resilient and also makes you take responsibility and accountability for actions. Um, it can help you communicate more effectively and get more work and life satisfactions, I would say, as well. Coaching is a really powerful thing because you empower the people to find their own solutions and they will feel that as well they will feel the difference of having found the solution themselves obviously with uh, guidance and skills and stuff that the coach brings um, but it's it's extremely empowering and uh, I've experienced coaching myself of course and I um, with a coach that I, I worked with and um, also with my clients it's, uh, it's beautiful um what about assessments we've mentioned them um, a few times in the past uh, what does it mean in in your work uh, who are they for how do they work a mm, uh, very hot topic i would say uh i have mentioned them uh, because that's another way that uh, we can support you as well as a six seconds emotional intelligence assessor myself i'm working with a range of different tests that can measure emotional intelligence and these are validated psychometric assessments that measure our EQ competencies but uh, what's great about them and why I love using them in my work is that they don't simply measure your competencies they also include tips and suggestions on how you can further develop your skills and you've seen that for yourself firsthand <laughs> Christine as well, so you, you know what I'm talking about here. Usually I use assessments with clients as a starting point before we go further uh, into training or coaching. And uh, also uh, we can measure EQ competencies separately without you having to attend any of the programs. Uh, you can take an assessment and if curious just to get more data about yourself and your emotional intelligence if you're interested mm. and i uh yeah i did i did the assessment myself obviously with you as well um it's uh, interesting and sometimes um when i do assessments or tests or something um skills uh, test or psychological tests or whatever um i've done uh, quite a lot um because i'm i'm I love uh, self-development and uh, doing things, um, discovering more about myself that might not be too obvious. And sometimes they can be surprising and sometimes um, they are, oh, I expected that. Do you, do you have uh, certain reactions from the people that you work with? Do they usually say, ah, sounds exactly like me? Or do you have some times where they say, no, I don't think that's me. No, no, it can't be true. <laughs> Well, of course, yes. Uh, um, clients would react uh, in different ways. However, um, these tests, um, my point is that they can reveal a lot about you. <laughs> and people who are into self-development, uh, they like knowing more about themselves, right? And they enjoy these tests and the whole debriefing process 
uh, that's followed with it. And uh, it's um, sometimes um, very um, valuable for me when I see clients discovering something about themselves. And I always feel grateful when somebody has the that aha moment <laughs> during our sessions. <laughs> yes. Uh... I can I can see that also the same for me. I think everyone who works with people and sees that they enjoy, they have this uh, this moment where they understand something because that's understanding is probably the the first step to to changing to to improving um, and to see how you uh, this all can improve uh, your overall well being and life. Therefore, um, right, yeah. Just as you said, uh, the first steps to, to changing something is to understand it. Uh, yep. Just to repeat what you said, because I love that. Thank you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you. And um, any other specific conclusions about uh, this uh, series that I enjoyed very much? I learned a lot. Um, we talked about emotional intelligence. We talked about resilience, um, how it all fits together with well-being and um, why um, it is a crucial skill for, for managers to learn and how you can actually create uh, work environments that uh, will support um, you yourself and your employees, your team, um, to make them an even uh, more motivated and resilient person, really. But any other conclusions that you wanted to make before we wrap up this series? Mm, yes, absolutely. Uh, we did cover quite a lot and on a few, on few topics already, and I enjoyed every single session with you that we had a chance to talk and discuss this. And um, because it's about self-development as a process, um, what's really important for me as an educator is that um, it doesn't end after training, so self-development or any transformation that you wish to make that doesn't end after training because most important uh, thing here is practice. So we can train, show you the skills, but the more important is that you're willing to use them and practice them. And this is why during and in between of our sessions, uh, learners are provided with a couple of practical tools to put this in practice and new metrics training or coaching. But also I would like to add something from my HR perspective and point of view on this. Um, and that would be that supporting people, supporting employees through their whole life cycle within the, within the company that they have is uh, important. Uh, motivating and developing people shouldn't and after the initial you know, three to six months period, as that's exactly what we see very often. And there are so many cases where we don't see that happening there apart from this initial training, you know, after you step your foot in a company, finish your probation, that's where most of development is put an end, or simply left in your own hands. However, on another hand, we are all responsible for our learning and growth. So companies can create learning environments and provide the resources and atmosphere for learning to happen, but it's also up to us uh, how proactive we will be and how willing we are to take control over our life and our choices 
because willingness to learn is a choice as well. I love that you say how willing we are also, uh, how willing we are. And this comes also down to if you are a manager and you support basically your staff um, with training, they should want this training. <laughs> it's not something that you say, you have to do this. But I guess if you point out benefits of things, um, they, they would uh, love to uh, train on certain skills like resilience, emotional intelligence, and so on. Um, thank you. I don't thank you so much once again. Yes, I have to thank you. <laughs> Great. Um, everyone, if you want to know more about Anna and uh, what she's doing, um, you will find everything on creativestartupacademy.com slash podcast. And there you can find the series and you have all the links um, to everything and um, can get in contact in her, with her if you want to. And um, thanks, Anna. I enjoyed this series and looking forward to many more things that we can do. Absolutely. Same here. And thank you, everybody. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.